Hello and welcome to the first episode of the High Flyers Club. This is a space where we can talk about mental health in general, things that can pull us down at times and anything really that that people want to share and hopefully if anybody out there listens and it can be beneficial for somebody else then it's worth us sharing i kind of put this out on patreon uh, a few weeks ago and it's just an open invite to anybody any of our ravens that wants to come on and join we'll just say that you know none of us are professional you know psychologists or psychiatrists or anything like that these are just us people talking about our own personal experiences and just sharing and hopefully that will be something that uh, can help be helpful to somebody if only helpful to the people you know that are sharing so either way uh, I put out that today's theme could be self-worth because I think this is something that is so important and is so impactful uh, in so many ways on just such a basic fundamental level and I've been joined by Ed. Ed, how's it going? Well, I'm pretty good. Sorry, I'm muted. Um, the uh, um, I'm making history. Got a baby here, so <laughs> brought a baby. But I'm going, going pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you for joining. Appreciate you, Ed and Nicole. Nicole, how's it going? Yeah, it's going well. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're 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 in we're in three different time zones, and we're kind of covering multiple sections. Because Ed, I'm guessing, is it somewhere in the afternoon there? Yeah, it's uh four o'clock, four p.m. in Mississippi Central Time, United States. So you're at four p.m. I'm at ten p.m. in the UK, and Nicole is there at you say seven a.m. in the morning. Seven a.m. Yeah, Sunday morning. So if I sound sleepy, that's why. I, I will perk up as we go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. I, like I said, I really appreciate you you joining and especially, you know, waking mm-hmm. up for it. Um, well, self-worth is a, is, is a really interesting concept of, of what we think of ourselves. And I guess it can go into, uh, you know, like – over the realms of physical, how we feel about ourselves physically and how we feel about ourselves just in general, like as, as a person. Um, and I think it can be defined at many different ages. I, I will start by saying that when I was 11, I, we changed schools here in the UK. Like you go from what we call primary school, which is basically like your kid's school into um what we call secondary school which is basically like middle school to high school and um i didn't get to go to the school that was with my friends that i'd grown up with i ended up going to a different school where i didn't know anybody and going into that environment i kind of just got like swallowed up by it um and i was didn't have any friends uh really struggled with it with that transition and it really damaged my self-worth um to the point that like it kind of I didn't ever really settle into that school and uh it wasn't until when I left that 
when I left that environment, my behavior, I started going off the rails a little bit and being a little bit um, naughty, let's say, quote unquote. I mean, a lot of it's just, te- you know, some teenage things, but I was definitely acting out. And I think a lot of it was because I felt low self-worth and was trying to impress my like new friends that I had outside of school and trying to, you know, win cool points and things like that because I didn't feel good within myself. I was trying to get the um, approval of other people and that all was deeming from having low self-worth, which kind of came from being in a feeling that way in school. Um, So that's just a really basic level um and and it continued but i don't want to just hog the microphone here but that that's something that's like an example of where i struggled with self-worth from quite an early age um how do you guys feel like have you had do you have examples of things where self-worth has been uh has impacted you in some way yeah no definitely um i could definitely talk to that as well because I think I'm sure it's probably normal in some ways like when you enter high school in particular like you know your friends are everything and like trying to find where you fit um and I definitely struggled for the first couple of years and I don't think I had the insight at the time to realize that the two were really interrelated like that sense like do I belong to a group and how that makes me feel about me um I just knew I didn't feel great when I didn't feel like I belonged so um yeah I definitely remember feeling that way at that point in time as well um and yeah I've had I've been taking some time to sort of think about it too since you put that post up um and yeah there've been different sort of points um in the last maybe like decade or so where I'm like yeah, actually, that makes sense. I've done this because it made me feel worthy or I, I needed that for whatever reason. Hmm. So so with, so with the feeling, because the way that I've kind of put it into my mind is there's like the cause and effect. So there's feeling low self-worth then led to having this behavior to try and counteract it, which never does counteract it right you don't mm-hmm. ever get to it until you can feel good within yourself because like the validation comes from with comes from within it's when you feel like you are comfortable and happy with yourself that that goes away so did you have any like behavior or you don't you don't have to share mm-hmm. what the behaviors were but do you have things no. that you did to try and appease your lack of self-worth yeah no, definitely. Like, I think, you know, I kept um, friendships that I knew didn't feel 100% right. Like, they, they weren't bad people or anything like that. But, um, but I kept them around because I think there's a sense of me who is quite a people pleaser. So I think I did that partly because I'm like, well, I'll just roll with this. And then I think I got to a point where I was going through some pretty hard stuff. Um, and I'm like, well, you're not actually the type of person that I need when I actually need a friend. And that's when, and that's when I actually got to the point of like, well, I don't need you anymore sort of thing. And I think that was more a reflection of my own self-worth. Like I couldn't see my own value. So I let that person treat me a certain way. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I sort of attribute that to having or not thinking very highly of myself that I just would sort of let people, you know, push the boundaries, I guess, um, when they probably shouldn't have. So, yeah. And But you got rid of them people in the end. Yes, I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Adios yeah. to them. And what, mm-hmm. what about you, Ed? Have you had time or examples where self-worth has uh, affected you? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I sort of been going through that right now. But uh, um, similar to what you said, Simon, the high school man, it wasn't, I wasn't going to say it was just the worst time, but you, you know, when you look back on it, uh, you realize that the things that you thought were important really weren't at that time. But um, I had a situation where uh, my parents divorced um, when I was young. I think uh, the situation started maybe like I was in the fourth grade elementary school. And then because of that situation, uh, you know, I mean, every child wants their you know parents to be together. And then you go through that, and, and then um, we uh, relocated from <laughs> country Mississippi, Columbus, Mississippi, to a big city, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, still in the South. But it was like night and day, man, and those kids ate me up. And it was at middle school, which is right when, you know, things are changing for me. And then... We moved there, like our family moved there, my mom, because my mom remarried. And, of course, we didn't want to leave um, my sister, my older sister and I. And it was terrible, man. And then we ended up uh, that relationship, my mom's relationship didn't work out. So she sent me back to stay with my dad, back to Columbus, right when I was getting comfortable in Atlanta. So then I go back to my hometown again and now I'm the outcast again because the kids that I used to know now they're totally different and I never connected back um that was maybe I think middle of seventh grade or whatever and then went all through high school I was I tell you I'm a nerd that's just I played my role got out of high school went to college got to college changed my life and um, I would encourage everybody to go to college just because of the people you meet. And those are the people that are my family primarily today, you know, uh, my friend. <laughs> oh, well. I think Ed's frozen, unfortunately, but hopefully he'll come back. It was he was getting, he would come all the way around to the great part of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Grand finale. Okay, okay, I'm back. Okay, you froze. <laughs> we, we got to you got to college, and they were your people. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just to make a long story short, um, times can be tough. Um, like you said, um, 
going through high school and all that stuff. So I can relate to to what you said. But I mean, once you get older, you realize that some things that sucked back then really didn't, you know, they don't even matter. And, and you learn that as you mature. For sure. I mean, I think where where I where I got stuck, I actually sort of had to work it out in reverse. So I was more looking at some of the behavior and things that I did when I was a teenager, like an, an older teenager, like in, I don't know, let's say from like 16 to 21. <laughs> what do you call that? Whatever that age bracket is. <clears throat> and uh, there's like things in there that I'm not proud of. And I would think of why was it that, why did I do that isolated thing you know whether that be like vandalizing something or um you know just generally being you know doing do some douchebag teenage stuff and and it always went back to either i was doing it to try and impress somebody else you know or um i was doing it to try and to try and somehow feel better about myself now the result would always never be any of those things because you can't, you don't get that by trying to get approval from somebody else. Like we already said, you have to get that from, from within you, but it wasn't until really digging into all of that stuff that I could see the common theme was that I had in those times, didn't feel good about myself and then sort of worked it back to where, where did that begin? And I find it easier to, forgive myself once i could work out what the root where the root of it was from um it doesn't mean that it just washes it away i had to go through a process of taking responsibility for whatever these things were these things aren't major either by the way i never like physically hurt anyone or did anything like that they're just general teenage stuff you know but uh, i had to take responsibility for whatever it was needed to understand where it came from so in a lot of the cases it was from having low self-worth and then uh needed to learn whatever i needed to learn from the situation to not repeat this behavior or to you know go forward as a better person apologize to whoever i needed to apologize to and then make make my amends or atone or balance it or whatever and I kind of went through all of this in my late 20s to early 30s. And it happened when I started working from home. So this was before the pandemic had started in 2016. I started my business at the start of 2016. And six months in, I was I was working on what we'd call the front lines. <laughs> and I stepped back to because it was like taken off to manage it from home and do all of like the paperwork and the systems and whatever. And when I got to that point, it was the first time that I'd ever had substantial time on my own, like not with my wife, not with friends, not with anyone. And I was kind of forced to face myself in terms of, I used to never be on my own. Like if, if Ephany was going to go out somewhere I would instantly make plans with one of my friends because I would hate the idea of being on my own. And I think it's 
really because I didn't want to have to be alone with myself to have to face, you know, myself. And so once that started in 2016 to about now, so what is that? That's like a six year gap. It's taken me about six years to get through all of the things um, and going through all these different stages and um god bless my wife because she's heard everything i've like railed through went through everything and i've like contacted people from 20 plus years ago to like apologize for things or make amends for things or i've like donated to places and things they don't even realize why but to me it's like balancing it out i've sort of gone on this whole journey and um But a big part of it is either come down to two things. I've either had low self-worth or I'd been insecure about something. That's pretty much the two things that have affected me more than anything else. And I'm sure that that's the same for everybody else. I mean, like Nicole, is there like how, when, what would you say was the moment or what made you get, what helped get your self-worth to being where it should be um i actually don't know if it is where it should be at the moment i think it's still still a work in progress um like for instance like setting boundaries is a very is still a skill that i'm learning and to me that's sort of a, a reflect i was saying like a bit of a reflection of how i value myself and how i let others treat me um but i think yeah i definitely think there are behaviors that I would have um, things I would have done like in my twenties that I would definitely give a second thought to now. Um, and, you know, times where like I would know better, but do the complete opposite because it was, I don't know. I, I felt, I don't know. I was feeling insecure. I needed to feel validated or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, just sort of, I think I'm just very, I'm trying to be more aware of what I actually need to do to make, not make myself feel better, but to, okay, like is what I'm doing actually in line with what I value and what's important to me? And where is this coming from? Like, why do I want to do X, Y, or Z, for instance? Is it because I need someone else's approval? And I think there might, I don't know, at least for me, I think I probably will always sort of need the, that, I don't know, again, people pleaser. So I probably, there will always be an element there, but um, I'm definitely working on it in the sense that it does, so that, that my actions don't sort of put my needs second mm. rather than putting someone else's first, I suppose. So yeah, that's what it looks like for me at the moment. Well, it's like you need to, <clears throat> you need to people please yourself. Yeah, I know. It's really hard. I don't know why. <laughs> well, mate, well, I'm going to remind you <laughs> from now on. That's my job now is to remind mm-hmm. you that you need to please yourself because mm-hmm. like what I was saying about having to be with myself, once mm. I got over that barrier to being comfortable with like facing my demons, so to speak, I love being on my own now. Like F is out of the country at the moment for the weekend. Um, and of course I miss her a lot. Um, and, but I'm okay. Like, as in, I don't need plans. I've got stranger things in the other room on Netflix. Like 
<laughs> you're sorted yeah <laughs> like i don't yeah like i i enjoy my own company mm. because i like myself that sounds like such an odd thing to say but i'm happy with the person that i am like i like i like to i think of myself if i could clone myself and be my own friend i would enjoy chatting to that guy because we would just chat about movies and tv all day it'd basically be like what me and dom do except that we would just be agreeing on everything (laughs) (laughs) but ed what about you when did you uh when did you well you said you got to college right and and so you met was it feeling like you were being seen by people by like like like-minded people that uh like reinforced you to have increased self-worth i think um for me um the thing for me was like uh being free uh i grew up in a very very uh structured uh religious situation mm-hmm. um i was born into a Jehovah's Witness family. And so because of that, they put the shackles on me, man. And so um, my dad, he's still in it. And um, like they put a lot of pressure on me to live a certain way. And uh, I'm not going to say that I rebelled against it. I didn't do that. But it's just, you know, as you grow older, you nav- you navigate to what you're going to be, you know? I can't live for my father. I got to live for me, even though we have the same exact name. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just uh, I have to be my own man. And um, when I went to college, that happened. Um, and because I chose to um, be my own man, um, I, I lost, I lost my, my dad pretty much. We've came to a situation now where uh, we respect each other. I think that my dad loves me, don't get me wrong, but uh, because of his religious beliefs, we won't have the relationship that we need to have. But it took me years, man, to uh, come to grips with that because, like I said, I I can't live for to be somebody else's. you know, I, I got to be me. And so um, I had to come to grips with that. And when I came to grips with that, man, I just took off. My life took off. Um, and, man, I'm happy. So uh, that's that. But uh, I have some questions for you, though, Simon. Um, <laughs> with this stuff, I mean, I know that, um, you know, Kudos to you, man, for first off, for 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 living your life, putting your life out here through this podcast, number one. Uh that takes a lot of strength, man. And um I but I wanna uh, say, do you feel like you um I have a friend that he he's he's way worse than you, don't get me wrong. Like he he beats himself up. He it almost makes me feel like this guy doesn't feel like he should be happy, like he's trying to pay a penance for things he's done in the past. Have you ever felt 
like that's how you feel like you need to uh pay someone back um the reason why I asked you this is because we all have <laughs> skeletons in the closet, you know I mean um like for instance, myself, there's been like maybe a past relationship or two that I'm not proud about, but you know I can't beat myself over that the actions that um took place within that relationship. It's not like I was doing something illegal or something, but it just didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't want you to do that to yourself, man, because we all, like I said, we all make mistakes. But as we get older, it takes a lot for you to even say, hey, I've been wrong, you know, but don't. Um, but I, I see what you're saying. You're saying that you're coming up out of that. But do you feel like you have to do certain things now to recover from the mistakes of your youth? Um, well, the I think the the problem that I have uh, to be really open is that I have really bad OCD, like obsessive compulsive disorder, and I think a lot of the people have differing understandings of what that means um and it means different things to different people uh and i think a lot of people think it's just you know having things organized in a certain way and to a degree i have little bits like that but my struggles are more like things like intrusive thoughts which is um really difficult you literally can be you know stood somewhere and you get a flash of a thought of like what what would happen if i just pushed this person in front of the bus you know like i'm never going to push someone in front of a bus but you have to deal with you start battling with these internal thoughts that when you can sometimes say out loud it can make you sound like a crazy person um and the best the best advice i had ever got with that or had read was that you have to think of them like buses that just travel through your mind and not to judge the thoughts and you just pick which ones you're gonna get on board with in terms of you just because it's going past your in your head doesn't mean that you have to pay it any attention you know um you are not your thoughts basically so i i have battles with things like that but because i'm obsessive um i will find something like a something i would consider a mistake or something stupid i'd done or said or whatever and then i'll hold on to it and i can't get it out of my head until i've gone through a process of trying to remedy it and once i've remedied it by taking responsibility apologizing making amends whatever it is then it's like it can go and it's like, I've done it now. There's nothing else that I can do with that. Um, so there's been things that have been so minor, like so nothing, <laughs> like literally things that no one would ever even pay a second thought to that I've lost like two weeks to. And I mean, like, as in it's taken like all of my energy for like a whole day. That's like all I can concentrate on. Um, and it's And it's really difficult because it's really selfish like as in because i'll be 
I could be sat there with Ethne and I'm not concentrating, like I'm not present because I'm inside my own head thinking over and over and over about these things. And the worst thing about it is that as soon as I've quote unquote fixed it, whatever the thing is, I'll wake up the next day and the next one will be there and it will just be something else. And I've, and I had that. And so when I've said it on the podcast a few times, I haven't really gone too deep into it, but at the, in the first season, when we were starting, I was like so close. I was like on the brink to a breakdown. And it was because of that. It was during the sort of first or second, I think it was the first lockdown maybe. Um, I would just every day would have something else and something else and something else. I couldn't really escape it. And um, as time has gone on, I have learned my process, but I've also, I've like gone, I've, I've gone through everything. I've kind of like, I've never written it down, but I've done like a mental inventory of everything that I've felt um, negative about. And I have done what I can to amend it. Um, and sometimes I, you can't amend it. Like it's like I, to try and do something to it would cause, might potentially cause more pain than it would to, you know, uh, it'd be better to leave it. But again, there's uh, these things that I'm talking about are very, small like um and never been intentional it's never been like planned to do this thing to hurt this person's feelings um and my i had my therapist i had a therapist during that period and he said that there are he deals with uh people in in prison and he said that there are murderers that feel better and have better self-worth than i do you know, that, that they feel so much, they feel fine about themselves. Um, but I, I definitely got better with it um, because I kind of exhausted the process. I'm not sure if that answered your question, but yes, I definitely beat myself up. Yes. Yes. Do you still um, get therapy? No, I, I did it for about maybe like five or six months. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, he transitioned me out because we were we were okay, um, but it was still it was still difficult. And I almost had like a went to do a couple more sessions a few months ago, um, but in the time it took to arrange it, I was kind of okay. <laughs> I was kind of all right again. But I think it's something that we continually need, though. It's kind of like it's like physical um health like you continually need little to check in um i don't know i mean nicole do you find yourself beating yourself up about things or are you quite good at like compartmentalizing and moving forward um it's a good question uh no i'm terrible at compartmentalizing um for the most part um, some days are better than others. Um, so like for the last two years, I've been like dealing with like some chronic, well, it's chronic pain related to some health issues. And, um, you know, I've had other, a lot of other stuff. It's like everything like happened all at once. Cause that's just 
you know, sometimes it happens. Um, but I think, you know, I've had a lot of thoughts around that and what that means. And um, I tend to sort of beat myself up if I, I don't know, I'm not very, I, historically, I'm not very good at listening. Like I'll push through pain. I don't listen to my body. But then I end up being in a worse case, like worse state for like a day or two later. So, you know, I used to very much beat myself up about it. Like, why did I take that set of stairs or those, or why did I do what I did? Like, I knew that I would be in pain. So I think, you know, in that sense, I would definitely, and sometimes still do a little bit, but I try not to, um, yeah, sort of beat myself up about just like making that decision and, you know, I don't know, I can just, um, I think, again, I think that probably comes back to, like, actually just trying to put myself first um, rather than go with, like, because that's, that's how I would usually approach anything. I'm like, no, I'll push through this because, like, just get it done. And then I just realise that I can't do that with with that part of things because, obviously, I only have so much control. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I, I do my best. Um, the work that I do requires me to compartmentalize quite well. Um, well, like I have to be able to. Um, so yeah, so I definitely have gotten better at it just because I need to be better at it. Yeah. Well, and that's really tough. I, I think, um, there's this great quote from Wentworth Miller. He's the guy that plays, uh, Michael Schofield in Prison Break, but he's also a crazy, intelligent, amazing person. But he says about you need to practice the art of being your own best friend and thinking about mm. if you think of yourself as a separate person, what is the advice that you would give to your closest friends? And usually it will be a lot kinder than the way that you actually treat yourself. Definitely. And I think everyone could like definitely take that on and think, okay, how would I say this to someone I cared about? Or, um, you know, if someone else was in this position, like what would I tell them to do sort of thing? So, no, I think that's very, very sage advice. Yeah, thank you, Wentworth. Yes. <laughs> and, and Ed, I mean, do, do you feel you feel stable with your self-worth like these days or you still do you have dips or like how do, or if so, how do you, you know, turn yourself back around? Um, right now, I've been on this um, weight loss journey and I think that that's given me a lot of uh, self-appreciation, self-pride. Uh, I really love being in the gym. Like I, I haven't worked out today. I can't wait till my wife gets to work so I can go. It's just a, a place where it's all about me. And um just like with that, I you know, I think that each person should try to better themselves every day. And so I, you know, like I've talked to you about this a ton, man. This, this is something I need to do so that I can be a father to my kids and be a, a husband to my wife and be there for my family and friends that, that love me as long as I possibly can, at least give myself a better chance. And I think that, um, a problem that I have 
similar to like what Nicole has said, saying no to people. Like, I mean, I will work hard. I will work myself uh, to death and then just always put myself last. And that's something that I was like, nah, I can't keep doing this, man, because, man, my weight had got up to 354. That's the highest I've ever been. And I was like, nah, I just got to improve my, my health and, and be here. And, I mean, so far, I've lost 34 pounds. And I just want to keep doing and uh, be successful in, in this area. That's amazing, man. And thirty-four pounds is is amazing. That's tremendous, amazing job. And yeah, I bet it's uh, as well. Like all the endorphins and everything that that uh, exercise gives. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Right, right, right. Now, self self health is is so important right now. Like. I'm glad that this has become a thing of importance. Um, self-care. Uh, I know here in America, people preach that a ton now. And it is really, really important. Um, sometimes people, you know, roll their eyes at that. But I mean, I mean, listen to what you all have said on, on this pod today. I mean, think about that. I mean, this is something uh, you're dealing with your entire life, uh, especially Simon. I mean, come on, you can relate, especially being a man, you know, like that's bullshit. Like men have emotions too, but we're taught to be tough and to be this and to be all that crap. Like, I mean, I can count on my hand <laughs> the number of times my dad told me that he loves me in my lifetime. Come on, that's bull. So we got to be better, man. I mean, you have a son now. Uh, I know you're going to raise him with love. And, I mean, I have two kids, and I I have an older boy. He'll be nine. And, you know, right now, he's Mr. Macho, man. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he's just a little baby. But, I mean, I tell him that I love him. I show him that I love him. And, man, we just need... Um, this world would be better because there's so much sickness in this world, especially here in our country, America, man. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, well said. And, and that goes to show you that, um, you know, sometimes difficult relationships, so you were talking about, um, you know like the relationship with your father like you can take what you learned from that to see how you want to differ it for when you're in that uh role for your children um and it's like we can take our learnings from all, all relationships and then to touch back with what you were saying nicole about you had you know you cut some people out cut some people off and that weren't good for you that wasn't enriching you or nourishing you and uh i completely get that i did the same thing and uh, i had a friend group kind of the opposite to you ed i had a friend group when i went to college 
that uh it wasn't it wasn't healthy like it was um there was like the social hierarchy was to do with money and uh they all had a lot of it <laughs> and i did not i didn't have they all had student loans they all had all this uh they all had a lot of wealth from their families they went to private schools and boarding schools and all the rest of it and i i was not from that background at all um and so they treated me as sort of i was like bottom of the pecking order and um and i felt it and then you know would would act out and do things to try and get approval from them or to try and uh try and f- get onto their level and or well, not on their level but try and you know acting out of having low self-worth and i didn't cut them off until i was just be- just before i turned 30 like i didn't you know beyond college i maybe saw them maybe 10 times between the end of college and when i was 30 but maybe like once a year or something you know we'd like meet up um but it wasn't until then that it was like i've just i can't have people like this in my life um and i think i know that 30 isn't like old um but i think that uh the point is is that you can cut these people out at any point if there's someone in your life that isn't enriching you and isn't good for you and doesn't make you feel comfortable or you don't feel good being around them then they need to go and it's what's harder is if they're family members um and these are all things I could talk for hours about. So I like on, there's a lot more drama. Some of the drama we'll probably end up getting to in the podcast. Cause it's a uh, kind of similar to some things that happened in one tree hill, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just to, to stay on that point, I guess is that um, your, your self-worth is so important and you should never be around people that make you feel less than what you are. Um, So please cut them people out. Like if you're hearing this and there are people that you don't feel good around and they just don't, they don't nourish your soul. That sounds cliche, but that is what it is. If they don't nourish your, your soul, then they have to go. It's not rude. Wish them all the best in their life and just let them go like it you're doing it that's the it's like the best thing you could do for yourself is surround yourself with positive people something really amazing from this podcast that was never expected was this community that we have uh and these friendships that that have been created um like i would never have thought (laughs) when starting the podcast that you know dom's not even here that that um you know I would be having a conversation about some of the most personal things in life with, you know, Ed from America, Nicole from Australia, and we're talking like we've known each other, you know, all our lives. And it's such a, it's such a wonderful thing. This is a a nourishing, enriching environment. Um, So yeah, I'm really grateful for you guys and thank you for being so open and, uh, and letting people in and, and sharing. Yeah, man. I mean, you, I mean, I really commend y'all for, like I said, being open, 
you started this uh, community and it's just growing uh, with the Ravens and Pigeons. Uh, like I, I tell them, hey, I'm the King Pigeon. I proudly wear that crown. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it, it's great. Like I promise every, I think it's maybe late Monday when that Pigeon Time pod drops, I download, I got it auto set to, to download and I started listening and at the most I'll probably be done by Tuesday. But I'm telling you, man, I mean, when people come on the different Ravens with their different stories, um, it's awesome. And then the openness that you share and Dom shares, um, it's, it's like we know y'all, even though I've never physically laid eyes on you. And, and that's, it just anybody can't, can't do that. So, I mean, hats off to you for that. And that has to be nourishing to your soul. And it's probably nourishing to people's souls worldwide because somebody can relate or may need to hear a story so that, um, cause people like to know that someone else is going through it, something similar to them. I mean, I, I just told one of my best friends that here, uh, we were just talking about marriage. Like, marriage isn't easy. Um, thankfully, I have a great wife. Yeah, I'm rubbing it in. So she hear this. But I really do have a great wife. But even though she's great, we still have to work out at our relationship. Any relationship that is great has to be worked at, whether it's friendships, whatever. And so um, when, you know, I was talking to my friend, I was just like, hey, man, you know how your, your buddy will call you and tell you what's going on with him. And so that helps you keep pushing because you're like, oh, I'm not alone. It could be something totally different. But just the fact that you know that they have issues, too it makes you not feel alone. And so that's like with all the different stories and different ravens that come through here and pigeons that fly through here or crawl through here, <laughs> all have different stories and it makes you, makes the world smaller. It really does. And um, man, I mean, it's just awesome what you've done. And if you just have one person that can that can possibly change or listen to you and feel better about themselves, then you've done a lot. And I know <laughs> it's done a lot for me. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, just I, when I'm in the gym, I can't listen to y'all in the gym because I will bust my ass on some weights because you're too funny. But <laughs> it, it just helps. It helps you get, get through the day and it gives you something to look forward to, man. So... I mean, kudos to you for that. And that is positive mental health. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. You're too kind. I'm sure you're listening to a different podcast that I'm not aware of. But uh, thank you. That's, that's very kind of you to say. And well said on, on all of all of your points. Um, and, and Nicole, thank you so much for sharing and being so open and uh, and waking up so early. No, of course, it's it's an important, I think it's a very important thing to talk about and to speak to and um, 
it is a testament to yourself, Simon, for being so open. Like just to touch on what Ed said as well, it's it makes it at least for me a bit easier to open up if someone is sort of already being really open and and honest. And I think I've um in the past I sort of messaged you and Dom when I heard you, you guys say something and like I knew some like I like, you know it's one thing to know it, but then when you hear you know, people talk about it, you're like, oh, my, of course, like, of course I should look at something like that or, you know, so, yeah, it's definitely, um, I definitely agree with Ed. They're, you guys, you know, like I said, I think you have a nice mix of, like, sincerity and silliness in your podcast. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you also just for creating this space and giving this opportunity to myself and the other Ravens to join and to have, yeah, a safe place to talk about things too. So. So thank you. No, wow, gosh, it feels like I've just made this to to make myself feel good now. But uh, well, thank you both. It's both really kind, and it, like I honestly feel like it's a real such such a real uh, privilege because we could have <laughs> like we don't. There's not a single raven that we don't like like we're so lucky like it could with these this wouldn't be possible if we didn't have lovely people you know to interact and do this with like we could have just got you know not nice people and then it just wouldn't happen like it's it's almost it all felt feels very serendipitous as if it was all meant to happen and um yeah i'm just i'm really grateful for you both and and for all of our ravens and Hopefully this is um yeah been helpful to to somebody. Um let us know in the comments if you'd like us to do more. I definitely would like to try and do one like maybe once a month, once every couple months or something. And yeah, I yeah, appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate you both for coming on. And how do we how should we sign this off? Does <laughs> Where's Dom when you need him? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> just called him up to just, hey, can you just do a Welsh accent or something? Welsh, that would be a good one. Or well, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just say, um, this is the High Flyers and the door is always open. So mm. please join us if you want to. And thank you both so much. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.